0: Good morning everybody, it is Monday 4th of May, welcome back and Wall Street as we know had a disastrous Friday down 622 points although our market anticipated it, our futures were only down 7 this morning and remarkably our market was down 76 first thing today and is currently up on the day. So uh, disaster averted for the moment. As you'll know, we had a 5% fall on Friday, which negated the previous two days, where the market had rallied almost 5% into the end of the month, and the net result is uh, not a lot. We'll get to that in a minute. Otherwise, a couple of quick events today. Westpac have had results and passed their dividend, or deferred their dividend, which is a bit odd, really. Deferred? Does that? uh, Are you really going to pay us double dividend next time? Is that what a deferred dividend means? Well, it is what a deferred dividend means, but I doubt very much that that's what they're going to do. So, past dividend for the moment. Otherwise, results were very similar to A and Z, down sixty percent after sixty odd percent after provisions, forty percent odd pre-provisions and that pretty much matched ANZ, and the share price is now up on the day. So no new disturbance from the Westpac results. We've now come to the end of the big bank results. We've still got CBA with a trading update and Macquarie on Friday. But having got through NAB, which was terrible with a $3 billion capital raise and ANZ and Westpac, the sector seems to have survived, having had a big dip on the NAB capital raise and appears to be bottoming. We've still got neutral holdings. We don't want to go overweight. Particularly, it's not a sector that naturally sits in a growth portfolio, but it's a very big part of the index and we're benchmarked to an index. So neutral holdings will do us. There's a a fairly even chance that the sector will bottom here and we can't afford to be underweight. We don't particularly want to be overweight in a growth portfolio. So happy with a neutral holding on the banks at the moment. Otherwise, let's get down to the strategy I've done a little technical bit at the top, which is looking at the charts, have a little read of that. It's about whether that 5% fall on Friday starts a new trend or not. I think if you consider that all it's done is negate the previous day or two, then one bad day doesn't start a trend, and certainly two days of going nowhere doesn't start a, a new trend. So let's just, ho- and hopefully this isn't optimism because we're fully invested and in denial But just for the moment, we're going to need a more persistent sell-off than that 5% sell-off to convince us that there is any change in the uptrend in the market at the moment. Meanwhile, I've had a look at the trade war worries and come to a conclusion on that. The U.S. crafting retaliatory measures against China for their misinformation over COVID-19 is the immediate story. And has been blamed for the 5% or 600 point fall on Wall Street, 5% fall here on Friday. The timing's obviously appalling to be threatening the global economy and the Chinese economy in the middle of the biggest economic dip in history seems thoughtless and unsympathetic to the global economic backdrop when US and European GDP is expected to be down 40% in the second quarter. They were both down 4 to 5% in the first quarter. But we, we can't expect sensitivity from Trump I suppose. So it is what it is. But let's not get too negative. As I wrote about in the weekend newsletter against the threat of a trade war in 2019, we still saw a solid bull market. And many stocks at the moment are on their lows, not their highs. The trade war in 2019 threatened to be the sentimental catalyst that Burst the bubble of the stock market. But if there is no bubble to burst, it's not going to burst anything. And at the moment, apart from US technology stocks, which appear to be back in the bubble, for the rest of the market, there doesn't appear to be a bubble to burst. And so trade talks are not, or trade war is not as sensitive as it used to be to the market because sentiment is so damaged at the moment anyway. And on the on its own, if you think about it, a trade war is pretty irrelevant compared to what's ahead of us on the economic front. If we get a full-blown trade war, what's, what's going to happen? The, the second quarter GDP number could be down 41% instead of 40%. Well, whoopee-doo. But you get the idea that uh, we've got a, a bigger fish to fry at the moment. So let's not fear too much about trade war. Recognize that we can still have a bull market despite trade war threats and put it in perspective of COVID-19. It's a minor issue. Longer term might be a bigger issue. I think it's more of a sentimental issue at this point. So I'm not going to get too het up about trade war at this point in time. Obviously, that may change and develop. And again, I hope this isn't denial because we're fully invested. But the mere fact I, I recognize that it could be denial is... Uh, is uh, enough for you not to fear. I've lost my mind. Meanwhile, oil stocks are down today and doing us some damage after Chevron and Exxon Mobil fell 2.8% and 7% in the US on Friday after results. And you saw Chevron made a profit, but Exxon Mobil made a big loss, first loss in years and years. But that was because of a big inventory write down and Exxon Mo- uh, Chevron rather made a profit which they may have missed the ExxonMobil trick, which is take a big provision. So you pay less tax and you get to add it all back later and and flatter your profits. Maybe Chevron saw ExxonMobil's results and went, damn it, we should have taken a provision. Anyway, that dragged the whole sector down, the whole oil sector down on Friday and has damaged oil stocks today. I still think the sector is near its lows Long term lows. This is a long term game. The energy industry, the oil industry, long term game. And this is a short term moment. And I think it needs to be exploited. So we retain some oil plays. No, not huge, but uh, we are definitely taking a bet that we're somewhere near the bottom on the oil stocks. Somebody asked about which stock to play. If you're looking for the safer play, I was quite taken with a comment from Woodside that they are looking to buy distressed assets at this point of ta- in time. They are a long-term player, and they're seeing this as an opportunity, not as a disaster. It's quite an interesting comment. They are clearly one of the quality or safer plays. But oil sector down today, but not getting too fussed about it. I think long-term we're somewhere near the lows. Sell in Maine go away. I published an article about that on Friday, but let's be clear, it's irrelevant. It's a nice idiom, but it would be dumb to act on that alone. Banks I've spoken about, but written a little paragraph in there. Westpac results haven't disturbed the sector, still think it's bottoming. Neutral weightings would be fine. Little concerned about Macquarie results on Friday. They're a bit of a risk. We do have overweight holdings. RBA meeting tomorrow, irrelevant, unless the RBA have suddenly developed a vaccine. They are the mouse on the elephant's back of COVID-19 at the moment. They're followers, not market leaders. Happy with Real Estate Investment Trust REITs. We've got a few of those now in the income portfolio. They're doing terribly today. I noticed GPT down 3% or so. Uh, But happy that we've picked a longer-term bottom on the charts on that sector. It's clearly a long-term play. But rarely do you see that sector yielding over six percent, which some of them do. Almost all of them are on frank dividends. But uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't naturally buy REITs for growth. They wouldn't naturally sit in a growth portfolio. But at this point in time, I think there's a good chance of a recovery period for them, where they will come off their lows. They've oversold on, hopefully misplaced credit crisis worries. We'll see. But we're we're holding on to them. I did make the observation over last week that some stocks, their charts started to look a bit shabby. They looked a bit toppy. Things like Telstra, Woolworths, Rio, CSL, Cochlear, Ramsey Healthcare, Treasury Wine Estates. Interestingly, all the safe, boring stuff that would have served you very well as a fund manager outperforming as the market fell over, now underperforming a bit or unloved as the market recovers. Just worth noting that uh, we, we're not building a long-term quality portfolio forever today. We're looking to play recovery themes, and those sort of stocks are not going to be at the forefront of that. But uh, interesting to note that if you now jump in the market and buy all the big quality stocks you're probably going to miss the real opportunity which is in front of us which is a, is a recovery from covid-19 assuming that's going to happen that brings me on to the biggest worry at the moment the biggest worry is not a trade war it's a still a second wave a covid-19 relapse anywhere in the world after lockdowns come to an end could be a disaster for the markets and if that happens we're going to have to rethink everything for now, we're happily playing the recovery trading game. We're assuming that whilst the trade war issue might dent sentiment, the main theme is still are we over COVID-19 and we're assuming that we are. And on that assumption, uh, we will stay where we are, which is still pl- still fully invested in uh, what is technically a rising market despite Friday. Assumptions, of course, are of the mother of all cock-ups and assuming that we're over COVID-19 is the most dangerous one at the moment, but we're aware of it. And it's an assumption that is subject to change at any morning meeting. Finally, as I wrote on Saturday, we are currently fully invested. On that basis, you can imagine we're biased to optimism, but bias doesn't hold much loyalty in the current markets. You have to be open-minded, not resort to a hard opinion in extraordinary times, as we're having at the moment. And before a long-term bull market resumes, we have to skirmish not stand and fight we are hit and run at the moment you don't line up and i've got a lovely picture of the civil war where all the infantry used to line up in a big long line with their muskets and just stand there and get shot at uh, you don't do that at this point on the battlefield if you do you become a become a target you become fodder for more mobile investors to pick you off You can't be too long-term at the moment. You have to be able to move. So we remain flexible of mind, watching the herd, not joining it. We are definitely on alert for a new downtrend, but we're not reacting yet. Recent uptrend still intact. We're open-minded about what to do next, not standing on that view and prepared for anything to happen. And we'll just keep having our morning meetings, drawing our conclusions on the information available to us We are not going to take a long-term view. That will kill you in this market because it presents intransigence. So interesting day. We are still up on the day. Let's see what this week brings.